good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the Acts of the Apostles. Um, last time we read chapter 22, and we had another kind of cliffhanger chapter here. We're ready to read chapter 23. Basically, at the end of chapter 22, um, well, you know, the, the, the Tribune was um, ready to have um, Paul whipped, basically, or flogged. And um, he said, uh, tell me, um, you know, is it lawful for you to do this? I'm a Roman citizen. And they're like, whoa, um, no, it's not, because he hadn't been condemned or tried, or he had not had a day in court. He had not had a way to prove his innocence, or his guilt had not been decided. And they were just going to do this, and it was wrong. And so they backed off, and he was a... Uh, Paul was a citizen by birth, so that put him above the tribune, who was actually someone who bought his citizenship. So anyway, so let's see. Let's read this last verse, because um, they decided to uh, gather the council and stuff. But on the next day, desiring to know the real reason why he was being accused by the Jews, he unbound him... Now this was the uh, tribune unbound Paul and commanded the chief priests and all the council to meet and he brought Paul down and set him before them. Now that was the last verse in chapter 22. Now we're in chapter 23. And looking intently at the council, Paul said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting to judge me according to the law, and yet contrary to the law you order me to be struck? Those who stood by said, Would you revile God's high priest? And Paul said, I did not know, brothers, that he was the high priest, for it is written, You shall not speak evil of the ruler of your people. Now when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial. And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. Okay, so see, the, the Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection. So he's using that against them, uh, basically, because he knew that would cause a ruckus between them. Pardon me, still a little dry. So, um, oh, well, here they go, and they explain that, so sorry about that. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. Then a great clamor arose, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' party stood up and contended sharply, We find nothing wrong in this man. What if a spirit or an angel spoke to him? And when the dissension became violent, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him away from among them by force and bring him into the barracks. The following night the Lord st stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. When it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. 
There were more than 40 who made this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have strictly bound ourselves by oath to taste no food till we have killed Paul. Now therefore you, along with the council, give notice to the tribune to bring him down to you as though you were going to determine his case more exactly, and we are ready to kill him before he comes near. Now the son of Paul's sister heard of their ambush, so it's like Paul's nephew. So he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the tribune, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the tribune and said, Paul the prisoner called me and asked me to bring this young man to you, as he has something to say to you. The tribune took him by the hand and going aside asked him privately, What is it that you have to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to council tomorrow, as though they were going to inquire something more closely about him. But do not be persuaded by them, for more than forty of their men are lying in ambush for him, who have bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready, waiting for your consent. So the tribune dismissed the young man, charging him, Tell no one that you have informed me of these things. Then he called two of the centurions and said, Get ready two hundred soldiers, with seventy horsemen and two hundred spearmen, to go as far as Caesarea at the third hour of the night. Also provide mounts for Paul to ride and bring him safely to Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter to this effect. Claudius Lysias, to his excellency, excellency the governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them when I came upon them with the soldiers and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman citizen. And desiring to know the charge for which they were accusing him, I brought him down to their council. I found that he was being accused about questions of their law, but charged with nothing deserving of death nor imprisonment. See here again, he hadn't done anything wrong according to Roman law. And when it was disclosed to me that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you at once, ordering his accusers also to state before you what they have against him. So the soldiers, according to their instructions, took Paul and brought him by night to, let's see, Anti, Antipatris? Ant, well, that's what we're going to go with, Antipatris. And on the next day they returned to the barracks, letting the horsemen go on with him. When they had come to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they presented Paul also before him. On reading the letter, he asked what province he was from, and when he learned that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will give you a hearing when your accusers arrive, and he commanded him to be guarded in Herod's, in Herod's Praetorium. So here, now he was going to be heard as a Roman citizen. They were going to follow the procedure and do things the way they should rather than just throwing him to the crowd or letting people just kill him so Paul is using his citizenship and using his rights as a citizen um, and in a way this benefits him in a number of ways he gets to speak to more people and he gets to share the Lord more perhaps with ones who would not hear it otherwise so you know uh, they haven't really gone into that but at the same time you know, he is moving through the uh, 
through the area going to different people moving from one to the you know from um, the Tribune to the governor and then next he'll move on from there so that is the end of chapter 23 um, still a bit of a cliffhanger because he's being held in the Praetorium and we're really um, we're really quickly heading to the end of Acts you know chapter 28 is the last the last chapter so next time we'll be ready to read chapter 24 and thank you for listening hope you have a wonderful day and remember God loves you.